This is Ben Gillespie interviewing Bruce Yonemoto at his home in Crestline, California. It is August 19, 2020, and this is the Smithsonian Institution Archives of American Art Pandemic Project. Bruce, could you tell me a little bit about how your life and your work have changed since March of this year? Well, you know, I do a lot of projects uh, internationally. I travel and I actually do uh, production on site in many of these other countries. And so I was working on two projects. Uh, one uh, was in Mexico with uh, Jaime Ashida, who is centered in uh, Guadalajara. And I was supposed to go down there and uh, finish working on this project, uh, which focuses in on this uh, black mirror that uh, was uh, actually first sort of owned by a uh, Aztec priest and uh, supposedly he could see the future um, in this mirror. And so somehow it made its way to England and John Dees, who was a, a consultant to Queen Elizabeth I, got a hold of the mirror. And supposedly he was able to see the future in that mirror. And so uh, he saw the, uh, the Spanish uh, armada being destroyed. So he alerted Queen Elizabeth, and so she knew that she would win the war even before it happened, I suppose. So anyway, I'm working on a project where I will get this, this uh, obsidian piece, which will be the original uh, Black Mirror was very tiny, but uh, the ones I'm making are, are larger, sort of the size of a smaller flat screen. And so I'll be making this sort of pet tapestry uh, video installation out of that, but I obviously cannot go down there now. So that's been put on hold, although I'm continuing to with the fabrication. And then my other project, which I was supposed to go to Vietnam this coming fall in October for this uh, residency in Hue, uh, which focuses in, and I was focusing in on uh, lacquer and uh, which uh, which is sort of a follow-up on this project that I started in Japan, which, uh, which last year in September, I traveled with uh, my collaborator, Edis Santos from Brazil. And, uh, and so I was trying to find some linkage between my father's family and my mother's family. And so my father's family is from the South, uh, Kansai, which is near Osaka, Wakayama. And uh, so, you know, I went there first and I did some research and I was initially sort of going to bring back some kind of sand because I, I did my graduate studies in Japan uh, in the early 70s. And so I uh, learned how to do this Japanese form of painting, which uses uh, Iwa Enugu or the sand. And so I thought, maybe I'll get sand from the south and the north. And so after I found, I went to Wakayama, I found that they initially got the red color, you know, of the gates and things like that. Miyajima, you might have seen those large gates that they have that extend into the ocean. And it's a red color. So the red lacquer color originally came from that area that my father is from. So I thought, well, maybe this sounds interesting. So then I went up to the northern part of Japan where my mother's family is from, which is Sendai, and I found that they had a lacquer tradition there too. So I decided to concentrate on 
this idea of, of uh, making uh, Western objects and covering them with lacquer. So I found that uh, that lacquer, they're re sort of assessing the history of lacquer. And initially they thought that it all came from China, but now they're thinking that it probably started simultaneously in China, Japan, and Vietnam. So uh, I was gonna go to Vietnam since they still have this sort of manufacturing tradition there that, uh, that I would, uh, do a residency there. And so, and then I was supposed to have a show with uh, the Quinn Gallery in Saigon in uh, November. So that's all been, you know, sort of put on hold. Who knows if it'll happen. And uh, so uh, that's how it affected, you know, my projects immediately. So, yeah. And are you finding that given, you know, delays in fabrication or, um, the just bringing these projects together during quarantine is your conception of them changing are you um shifting your ideas is there something that the pandemic has has altered or evolved in your mind about them well you know it, it's true i'm sort of as we all do i think we try to hold on to the possibility that things will return to quote normal but uh of course, we don't know what normal will be and if the art world will continue to be as it is. I'm hoping that that things will change after November and perhaps, you know, things will be jump-started from the past, let's say, things like the NEA and things like that, which of course I feel, which what which, which I was very much part of in terms of funding and also being on panels and things like this. And uh, so I feel that that movement or that government sort of sponsored uh, art support system created a lot of art that we have today. And, and many of the artists that are, are doing well today, be they black or performance artists or whoever, uh, started their careers under these organizations. So I, I'm hoping that uh, things may change that way. But back to your question, uh, I'm still sort of holding on to the idea that perhaps we'll, I'll be able to travel uh, maybe in a year, year and a half or so, and uh, and maybe see through some of these uh, projects because I, you know, I've invested a lot of time and I and I really think that they're very strong. So I I would like to, but if not, I mean, I'm already thinking about other projects and and uh, and and sort of. Uh, fabricating them or putting them together here in my studio in Crestline. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's my situation now, you know. I'm also working on putting my archives together because, you know, I'm at that time in my life where, uh, where I have to think about things like that too. So I've been working on that and so I've been busy, yeah, yeah. Well, so thinking about your archives and um, also the going to the places where your parents were from and your projects that are dealing with those ideas of origins and prophecy and the black obsidian um is your notion of home changing now that you're a little bit more confined in movement do you find a different sense of rootedness um and the way that you negotiate that with the the temporal bounds of thinking about those big questions of origins as well as what it's possible to see coming down the road? 
Well, to tell the truth, if if the elections go badly, uh, I have been thinking about perhaps trying to go somewhere else. I mean, when Reagan was our president, I, I that's when I did my graduate studies, you know, in Japan because I just I wanted to leave the country. So, in many ways, uh, I think that things could go from bad to worse. I mean, so I I'm I'm thinking about that escape route, but. But you're right, I mean, uh, one of the things, I mean, I'm a native Californian, so it's very difficult for me to, to leave California. And uh, so that's why I've always been centered here. Uh, and of course, California in terms of the art world is Los Angeles. So that's why I'm here. But uh, uh, I, you know, I, I am thinking about the future and, and uh, uh, what could be, but, uh, you know, I also teach too, so that's another thing. I, I'm continuing continuing my uh, teaching at UC Irvine, so uh, that's another thing that sort of keeps me here. But uh, uh, I I am thinking about uh, perhaps relocating something, or at least spending some time in other places and things like that, just to see what that could be. I mean, I, I have lived abroad, of course, but not for any extended period of time. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I guess also thinking about your, your archive and your video work in particular, right. um, I was interested in what you, what you make of the way that video now absolutely dominates everything that's going on for us. Um, you know, thinking about the way in which mass media conditions our responses mm -hmm. to trauma and um, yeah. make sense of dissent in the world. How are you navigating that, um, a world on Zoom, teaching on Zoom? Um, it seems like those questions are even more urgent today than they've ever been. Yes, I, I, I agree completely that, of course, everything is moving to the online formats, and, and I, that's what I've been trying to implement at UCI for the last five years is to create this digital filmmaking program, which I think is is very popular. We have a minor now, and, and it's uh, very it's very successful. And, and I just feel that there are those, I hate to say it, but straight white men who are, are just sort of closed, and, and they just cannot move forward. And so, uh, I'm having to struggle with that. But uh, I think that things are looking up. I mean, and that's another thing about my practice is that uh, it's true. I, I think that video, that people want video uh, material now. And so I have, I'm very busy with shows and things like that. I mean, I'm having a, a show in Manila right now. It's not video, but it's digital photography, which they printed there. and. And they're excited about that. Of course, I can't go there, but uh, they want, you know, some video material to show their collectors or, or things like this. I mean, to show my everyday life or introduce me and things like this. And so uh, that's happening. And then I, this uh, last July 4th, I was involved with In Plain Sight, which was this uh, project. Uh, I think it was the Creative Capital Project in and uh, Castle, this, these two artists, Castle and, and uh, Rafa Esparza, um, 
put this together. They're Los Angeles based, and uh, they put this uh, project with skywriting uh, of these these uh, terms in the sky for all to see. And it was very politicized. It was, of course, around the time of Black Lives Matter and things like this. And so uh, they asked me to put uh, together a uh, a phrase that they put up in the sky. And so that was a big project. But, you know, I mean, these things all have to be organized anyway through email and things like this. So uh, I guess that that's how that, you know, you know that came through. And ac actually we were lucky because we were able to meet in person right before the lockdown. So uh, we had that to start with and then we were able to follow through with, uh, uh, with the project, and then uh, what other projects? I I had a project in in uh, shown in in uh, with uh, LACMA, Los Angeles County Museum of Art, with the Hughes Museum in in Shanghai, and so they wanted material too. They wanted some kind of interview material and things like that, and so I put that together and sent that. And uh, and I'm in discussion. And then, of course, we had this COPPA screening, which uh, the Mike Keller Foundation sponsored. And uh, so we had, I had an interview with Andre Lissoni, who was at the tape, and he curated my retrospective there. And then he has moved to uh, Munich now as a director, artistic director there. So that was that was fun and interesting. But I, I and then also now I'm in discussions about a uh, probably. It looks like it'll probably be an online retrospective with anthology uh, film form. So, in some ways, I guess because I make videos, you know, it is uh, uh, a way, you know, to actually disseminate art work. You see very easily. So, I mean, I think sculpture probably has the most difficult task ahead because they need space and galleries and museums and and i'm not sure what's going to happen with that so uh i think painting digital material uh photography of course uh will all be able to persist you know online but uh, you know until we are able to meet in person and i'd also like to bring up you know this i i think i discussed maybe with the Hughes Museum, but Namjoon Pike uh, always looked at his work as viral or even as a virus. And so he looked at his work as sort of infiltrating some system and then sort of breaking it down, changing it. And so I think that in some ways, you know, the virus perhaps could be, a you could look at it in a positive way to change things, you know, and, and to, and to bring something new to, to fore. So I think that, uh, I think we're gonna have to change the way we look at things and, and uh, you know, I'm up for that, yeah. Well, I was wondering on what, would you, would you mind sharing the phrase that you selected for In Plain Sight? Uh, it's not of skin or color. Yeah. And it was a, uh, it was a phrase that was uh, quoted uh, from a speech that Daniel, Senator Daniel Inouye of Hawaii made at the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. And of course he was a Senator from uh, Hawaii and he was part of the 442nd, which was the uh, 
the regiment, the most decorated regiment in uh, in American history, and uh, for its size and uh, number, and uh, so. Uh, but that I found through research that even though he said that in the speech, it was it was sort of a it, it was a paraphrasing uh, FDR, and uh, which he was giving the speech, you know, which uh, when he formed the 442nd, he actually had to to make it a presidential decree or something. But uh, but because you know the Japanese Americans were put in camps, and so uh, consequently, uh, but it seems somewhat disingenuous because of course he was the one who signed the uh, the uh, bill or, or the order to incarcerate all of the Japanese Americans, including all of my uh, relatives and family. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's weird, but, but I think that the Japanese Americans at that time, you know, including Daniel Inouye and my parents for that matter, uh, believed in the United States and that we could uh, continue, you know, to be a free nation and things like that. But you know, with this Black Lives Matter and things like that coming for it's 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 interesting to see how endemic, uh, you know, slavery and and these sort of prejudices are ingrained are 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 very basic to our constitution even. So uh, it's like an original sin, and uh, for us to get over that is going to be difficult, I think. Yeah. And are there any phrases or works in your mind that really stand out for within this year? I mean, thinking of that phrase from plain sight, or is there something else um, that you think would be important thinking about you know, researchers or artists 50 years from now? Is there something that stands in your mind as, um, I don't want to say encapsulates, that <laughs> sounds like too big of a word, but something that feels really poignant in 2020? In 2020, let's see, I have to think about that. Uh, yeah, that's sort of, of course, I've been watching the Democratic Convention, and I, I don't think I can watch the Republicans, but uh, of course, we want everybody to vote and to go on to the polls and to uh, really defeat this, this uh, sickness that has happened to our country. So, I mean, it's, it's I think that that's probably uh, what's on my mind right now is is, is for everybody to uh, cast their ballots and and to uh, change to make to help our society change and move forward. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, to, um, just to wrap up here, I guess. Um, the other question that I had in mind is, how are you caring for yourself at this time? How are you um, taking care of your loved ones and um, feeling safe, secure, and as healthy as you can? Well, I, I mean, I'm glad that our university has decided to stay remote. And uh, I can't believe that so many universities are going back to school. I, I know that they're private universities are having a very, very difficult time because their uh, faculties 
salaries are based on tuition. And so it's, it's impossible for them to continue in many ways unless they have the students on campus. But uh, I'm not sure if somewhere like Vassar, which can create a bubble, you know, uh, I think it's impossible for a large university such as University of California or, or any of the uh, large universities across the nation. So it's, it's uh, I think that that is good. And, uh, and also, you know, of course, I'm, that's one of the reasons why I moved out of Los Angeles. I had a studio there, but I, that I was renting, but I uh, let it go because I, of course, was never there. And I, uh, and anyway, if, even if I was there, there's nothing else to do, but maybe take, get takeout food from my favorite restaurants or something like that. But uh, uh, it's, it's just impossible. So that's one of the reasons why I'm up here in this, in this mountain community of Crestline, because there's very few people. And, uh, and so you could socially distance very easily. I mean, I have a few friends up here that I see. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's sort of solitary. But I think that artists in many ways are, are ready for that because, of course, we, we work afterward on our own and in, uh, in isolation in many, in, in many cases. And that's a plus. And so uh, I think that, uh, you know, just room to think and things like that. So I think that, uh, but of course, if it goes on for years and years, who knows, you know, what will happen. I mean, we may all just go crazy or something. Yeah. If we haven't already. Um, oh. Well, thank you very much for speaking with me today. It was wonderful. I'm really looking forward to the realization of these projects you talked about and um, hope you can stay safe and well in Crestline. Okay, thank you very much.